it's just sad to watch our nation devolve into the world's biggest bully because that's how we're seen now around the world people are seeing us as the world's biggest bully hey friends sean from sgt report here thanks so much for tuning in I had the pleasure of being on Dr. Dave Janda's Operation Freedom Show the other day, and I want to share it with you. We covered some really great topics, and I like the title that Dave chose. Stop living in fear of the cult. I'd just make one change. Stop living in fear of the death cult. Thanks for being here, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Have you guys taken a good look at the banks lately? On the surface, everything looks fine, but there's a whole lot more going on underneath. Debt is hitting a record high. It's really scary when you stop and think about it. Why risk your money for a tiny return when things are so shaky? This is where Noble Gold Investments can help. The money printing is never going to end, and Noble Gold Investments is like a friend who knows about keeping money safe and they suggest gold and silver. Now keep in mind, there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee, but they do have a sweet deal, a free one quarter ounce gold standard gold coin this month if you qualify. If you're curious, just give them a call right now at 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. It's just a chat, no pressure, but they'll help you figure out if gold and silver are right for you. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com and take the first step toward a safer financial future. 877-646-5347. Hi, I'm Dr. Dave Janda. Welcome back to the Insider Insight Show. I am honored to have with me someone who I consider a very dear friend and someone who is constantly targeted by the syndicate. Why? Because Sean of SGT Report, SG Report, sgtreport.com puts you ahead of the curve. He tells you what you will never hear in the bought-off lamestream fake media. Therefore, he is targeted. Any content he puts out is suppressed. Why? Because it makes you cognizant of the globalist cult's agenda. I am honored to have with me Sean. Sean, welcome to the Operation Freedom Show platform and DaveJanda.com. Dave, thank you. I appreciate you very much, brother. And, uh, you know, you are a huge influence, an influencer out there, a truth influencer and somebody I respect very much. And uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. So, Sean, let's start out with uh, we've well, newly entered a year of 2024. Give us your outlook on where you see things going this year on the domestic front. And then let's also talk about the international front, since it's a goat rodeo on all sides of the equation, courtesy of the cult a purposeful demolition of the republic uh and the very foundations crumbling around us it tends to get those of us who can think pretty angry about uh the peril we find ourselves in and um you know i was listening to sports radio and uh a guy in uh, afternoon drive time his name is dan barrero he had on a news guy a local news guy called pat kessler and they were recounting the crimes of Donald J. Trump and noting that uh, he's facing 91 felonies. And what they were talking about with a straight face is the fact that the man's in a lot of trouble because three judges just ruled that Trump can be tried for trying to stay in power after losing the 2020 election, which he knew, which he knew they say, which he knew he lost. It's all a lie. And I really took them to task in a broadcast that I did last night 
because they are intellectually dishonest liars, these guys. And they are cowards and compromisers as they ignore the crimes of Joe Biden. And they pretend as if the courts in Washington, D.C., New York, California, etc., are legitimate courts with legitimate judges and legitimate rulings, all of which is phony baloney. These are kangaroo courts, and these people are in on the plot to destroy our republic. And so I'm very worried about 2024 in the sense that we have an agitated public, a populace that's waking up to the crimes of the deep state, but they get no redress of their grievances because that's what january 6th was it wasn't an insurrection dave it was people seeking a redress of grievances because they also knew that the election was stolen and now all the proof is coming out right look at real robert if you guys don't know who that is search for real robert over on twitter for your listeners and look at the evidence of the election theft all over the country in georgia in Michigan, as you well know, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, in Nevada, Arizona, right? It's just endless. The evidence, the hardcore evidence of the election theft, which those three judges ignore, which Dan Barrero and news guy Pat Kessler ignore. They pretend like all of this is legitimate when none of it is legitimate. And we have patriots rotting in D.C. gulags mm-hmm. right now, awaiting trials. Where is the where's the speedy trial for these people? Mm-hmm. And how about the people like um, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, who is going to sit in prison for the next 20 years because January 6th? I'm very, very upset by all of this, as every red-blooded patriot ought to be, Dave. So my outlook for 2024? Well, if we can have a fair and honest election like we see in El Salvador and mm-hmm. perhaps even Argentina and other places around the world then I have high hopes. If we have another stolen, rigged election, then we're in a lot of trouble, Dave. You know, Sean, my concern is um, when I look back at the fraud that occurred in in 2020 and before that, too, I mean, you you name the midterm or or even the presidential election, there's always fraud, obviously, but the fraud was beyond rampant, beyond egregious in 2020. You know, Sean, when I look at how they pulled it off, uh, universal central mail-in voting, drop boxes, mules, no no ballot integrity, uh, no chain of custody documentation of ballots, the dead voting, the voter rolls that were bogus. Um, when I uh, the the machines, the bogus machines. I mean Halderman, uh, right down the road from me, uh, the University of Michigan. Uh, uh, computer science engineer was in court in Georgia, as you're well aware, several weeks ago, and showed the judge in real time how votes are flipped on those machines, machines that had been used in the 2020 election and 2022, and will be used in 2024. And that's my point. When I look at all the ways they pulled this off, I don't see anything that has meaningfully changed. And please, if I'm wrong, Sean. Tell me I'm wrong. I'd be happy to be wrong because my concern is is that we cannot have a free and fair and accurate election with any or all of those still in place. No, it's 100% true, Dave. And you know what? Can you hear me okay? Perfect. Let me play something for you in the audience because I know you have such a bright, educated, caring, informed, you know, dialed-in audience. 
let me play this sound bite. It's about three minutes long, if you don't mind, but it's absolutely spot on. It's a master class on everything wrong with our elections. And the person you're going to hear laying this out um, for the government, right, before the Senate and the Congress, is author Molly Hemingway. Mm -hmm. And this is the truth about elections in our banana republic. Listen to this. The American system of self-governance is under attack. Instead of an election day where everyone votes at the same time and with the same full set of information, votes are counted quickly and everyone promptly knows and trusts the outcome, we now have lengthy election seasons that can last months prior to and even after election day. The situation is so absurd that we have presidential and gubernatorial debates weeks after some people have already voted. Instead of having total security and a verifiable chain of custody for ballots being issued, cast, and counted, we flood addresses across the country with tens of millions of unsupervised mail-in ballots months ahead of elections, frequently to locations from which voters, if they're even alive, have long since moved. Instead of having election administration that is rigorously nonpartisan and impartial under the law, we have allowed the private takeover of government election offices by partisan oligarchs and their armies of activists who use those offices and their authorities to tilt the election toward favored candidates. You know, I'll pause it there. Could you hear that okay? Perfect. Yeah, she's brilliant and she's right. And as you know, and the audience now clearly understands, elections have consequences and stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. I'm quoting Steve Bannon. Hmm. And what is the result of this stolen election? What is the result of Puppet Joe being implanted by the deep state and all the sycophants who are destroying the republic? Well, the result is 85,000 children missing mm -hmm. through that southern border. These are children who will, they've vanished, Dave. Mm -hmm. They have been vanished into the child sex or human slavery trade. 85,000 kids, probably a lot more than that. We've got hundreds of thousands of dead in Ukraine and billions and billions of dollars headed to Ukraine. They want 60 billion more for Ukraine. This guy's now dropping bombs on Yemen. He's dropping bombs on Syria. He's dropping bombs on Iraq. We have an open border invasion. And now Tucker Carlson wants to interview Putin to try to get to the bottom of all of this, to try to find out the truth about Ukraine and this hellish war over there. And the neocons and the Democrats, the demon rats, they are freaking out. They're calling him a traitor for daring to interview Vladimir Putin. We now live in something far worse than Soviet Russia, man. I mean, it, the chicken has come home to roost. And uh, we saw what they did to us on 9-11. And I told everybody that I knew. They thought I was crazy. I said, look, this was an inside job. And if these people are capable of doing this, mm -hmm. killing 3,000 of us, they're capable of anything. And now what do we see? We've got a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, stolen elections, and a banana republic where we have political prisoners now in this country rotting in D.C. gulags in prisons, Dave. Well, you're right. And I think with the biggest problem, Sean, on the freedom movement side of the equation is a lack of comprehension of the serial, criminal, evil adversary that we have in the, in the globalist cult. People cannot get their heads around how sinister and how truly psychopathic our adversary is, and in the process, 
Many of these agenda items that they're able to implement, whether it's COVID or their bioweapon lace jab or what they're doing with the border or what they're doing, everything possible to make every person in the United States destitute through taking down the financial system, their agenda items get ticked off and, and get accomplished because the freedom side of the equation continually underestimates how 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 evil they truly are. Well, don't you think people are waking up, though? I do. I should play, I should play another clip for you because the propagandists, you know, people need to understand. People you see on TV that deliver the quote-unquote news from MSNBC, CNN, etc., I always say NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. That guy's CIA. He's got to be. But this is CIA Project Mockingbird level propaganda coming at us 24-7. All they do anymore is gaslight the American people, which is why people are fleeing the mainstream media sources in droves. And because this Great Awakening is real, people are starting to recognize that they're being lied to um, like we've never seen before in this country. And as you well know, under Obama... He dismantled the Smith-Munt Act, uh-huh. which previously made it illegal to propagandize, to lie to the American people domestically. That was illegal. Well, they changed that under Obama in 2012, and they made it legal to propagandize to the American people domestically. Well, what does that mean? What is propaganda? It's whatever they want it to be. It's a lie. They can now legally lie to the American people about events, about maybe false flag events. Uh, could be school shootings. Who, who knows what they're lying to us about? Because all they do is lie, and now they're targeting Tucker Carlson. You want to see? you got to hear this. This is what they're saying about Tucker Carlson. Do you think – okay, let me ask you this before I play this. Do you think Tucker Carlson is a journalist, yes or no? And if you, and if you say yes, do you think he's a good journalist, yes or no? I believe he's a journalist. I believe he's – let's put it this way. I believe he's not – as independent as you or myself or somebody like Sarah Westall. Okay. Well, with that said, here's what the deep state is telling people. These are the same people. You're going to be hearing from some of the same people in this sound clip who told the American people that COVID was a real pandemic and it required a vaccination for us to get back to normal. And in fact, they said, We'll never get back to the old normal. We're going to get back to a new normal, which will be, you know, semi-occasional, maybe regular lockdowns. But the vaccine, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine and the boosters, that's going to be a new way of life. And you all need to take it. And anybody who doesn't take it, well, you're a domestic terrorist. I mean, you'll remember what they did to Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. uh, who at that time was a Packer quarterback. Uh, He didn't want to take the jab. Right. And they threw him under the bus. They called him a terrible, you know, not a team player, uh, a conspiracy theorist, all sort of ad hominems. Well, now these sycophants are launching the same ad hominems Mm -hmm. at Tucker Carlson. Listen to this. Um, Am I allowed to say his name? Yes, yes, I'm just... His name is Tucker Carlson, and he is the only American journalist who has been able to interview Putin since the invasion in 2022. Mm. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist. Not even close. He kind of just walks right into Moscow and presents himself on a silver silver platter to the Kremlin, doing the 
Kremlin's job of misinforming, disinforming the American population. His explanation of why he's doing it, that he's a journalist and he needs to inform people, he can call himself whatever he wants. I think uh, his work is demonstrable as not being just about giving people information. He has a point of view, and often it's not aligned with the facts. Putin talks to an American friend. The Russian president turning to right-wing conspiracy theorist Tucker Carlson. And it comes as Kremlin propagandist Tucker Carlson, the leading voice of the right-wing disinformation campaign, is in Moscow. <laughs> so he's a Kremlin propagandist and a far-right-leaning conspiracy theorist, Dave. I mean, they're petrified of the truth being yeah. exposed about Ukraine biolabs, bioweapons labs, and child trafficking, human slavery. They're petrified to... If the American people learn the truth about the money laundering and the cesspool that is Ukraine. Oh, and by the way, Zelensky, he just added Tucker Carlson to the Ukraine kill list. Right. So the American people have not only inflation to worry about, not only open borders, not only endless wars, but endless propaganda coming from propagandists who are calling Tucker Carlson the propagandist. Oh, they're obviously very worried, uh, uh, Sean, about about. Carlson, I give him credit for going over there, but they make it sound like he was personally invited and the only one. Uh, no, everybody in the bought-off lamestream fake media, which some people still believe is the mainstream media, refused to go over there. He Putin would have sat down with any of them, but and and I'm glad Carlson is over went over there. Uh, my concern is he, you know, one of the things I know you're very good at, and I'm pretty good at, is we don't telegraph our punches when we're going to come out with something. And I, it bothers me that he telegraphed his punch many days in advance, right? I, hold on, though. Let me just make a small correction as I understand it to be. Maybe I've got the facts wrong. But he is on the record as saying that he told nobody he was going there. He didn't even tell his wife that he was going to Russia to interview Putin. And you know how it was leaked? The NSA was spying on him. It was leaked because he's being spied on. Well, uh, again, you know, he he did some interviews over there, uh, people that you know interviewed him, and obviously you can't control he can't control um, who who leaks anything and who does an interview with him on on the curbside or whatever it might be, and then putting it online. My concern is, is that, you know, if I had something like that interview with Putin, I would have immediately put it out uncut. I, I, would, have, I would have found somewhere within hours of that interview being done to get it out. And I only say that for his own protection, because we saw what happened to Andrew Breitbart when he telegraphed the punch. Right, he never was able to deliver the punch <laughs> because they got to him hours before he was going to have that press conference. Mm -hmm. So, so for his own protection, I'm, I'm saying I, I, I wish, you know, one of the concerns I've had, and I think you and I probably disagree on this. One of the questions I've always had about Tucker is, um, for years he took tens of millions of dollars from a known globalist family, that being the Murdochs. He did get some really good information out there, but a lot of that information he got out there, Sean, you and 
myself and a number of others in the independent media had been talking about for years and in some cases over a decade. And when he would go after an issue, he would bring the issue up and get all kinds of applause, which is fine, for talking about it. And then he'd immediately drop it. And he would superficially touch the top 20%, but the bottom 80% of the story was where the real meat is. And he would not come back to it. And, and, and that's been one of my criticisms, and many people disagree with me, I understand that, it's, but it's one of my criticisms and concerns. So I'm very interested, I'm glad he's doing this. I, I, I worry for him because I do think that the state, the deep state, the cult is not happy about this because they can't, they don't trust Putin at this point. And they're concerned over what's going to be unearthed and whose eyes are going to be opened. Yeah, you know, I think that he definitely stayed within the guardrails when he was on regular television news. And, you know, he was no friend of truth either 10 years ago or 15, 20 years ago when so many of us were talking about what happened on 9-11 as being a false flag operation. Uh, I don't remember him, you know, ever discussing World Trade Center 7 collapsing at 5.20 in the afternoon where the, you know, the BBC reported about the collapse of that building 10 minutes before it actually collapsed in a huge blunder. Um, So, no, you're right. And his dad, by the way, um, Richard Carlson, was an American journalist, diplomat, and lobbyist who was the director of The Voice of America. And you wonder if there's not some CIA mockingbird ties there with his own, you know, lineage and his dad. But, you know, what I'll say is, and I've always said this, I welcome anybody to the truth party. It could be a Rothschild. It could be a (laughs) Rockefeller. And there are, you know, some whistleblowers um, that are well-connected people that are starting to speak out on behalf of humanity. And I welcome it, you know. So I don't know what lies in the man's heart any more than I know what lies in Trump's heart. But I can see how the whole system immediately aligns itself against these people when they get too truthy. I mean, look what they did to Alex Jones. You know, they couldn't get him off the air after trying to deplatform him in every conceivable way. So they tried to bankrupt him with lawfare. And when he went to court and they demonized him and slandered him and libeled him and he had to go to court in one of these kangaroo banana republic courts, the judge told the jury, your job isn't to, to find this man innocent or guilty. We've already found him guilty. Your job is to determine how much he must pay. And the corrupt jury came back with nearly a billion dollar judgment to be paid to Sandy Hook people and people related to the Sandy Hook shooting that he never knew, talked about, or even met. So we live in a banana republic, Dave. This is what I lament. This is why I have so much righteous indignation. Some would call it anger. But uh, this is what happens when you watch your republic fall from within, Dave. You know, Sean, you brought up earlier about the awakening of the public. And I I do agree with you that the public is awakened. My only concern is I I don't think they, the vast majority, I believe, don't quite get how truly sinister and evil our adversaries are. So I did a little experiment this morning. I uh, went to Costco and I took with me a recent study that was published out of a medical journal, journal, uh, the Curious Journal, which was published on January 24th. And it it was recently reported through the Epic Times as well. And it was about the mRNA COVID-19 jabs cause more death than saved lives, 
which is a peer-reviewed published study. And I went up to 20 people and I said, I'm a local radio host, uh, have a national presence uh, through our internet presence. Um, and I, I, I want to run, hey, do you hear anything about this recent study that, and this was just a direct quote from the study that, quote, the estimated harms of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines greatly outweigh the rewards for every life saved there were nearly 14 times more deaths caused by the modified mRNA injections. 14 yep. times more deaths than a life saved. So I, I read, I did this, I showed people this one page review, uh, 20 people, 70, 70% said, I don't doubt that, but I'm surprised that it's 14 times. I, I I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. 30% of people said, I don't believe it. I, I, I think, I think I, I, that, that, that can't be right. That's wrong. They were helpful. The jabs were helpful. So, I think if I would have taken this around a year ago, I don't think we would have had 70% of people saying, yeah, I knew it was bad. And I can tell you, Sean, and you you were early on the boat on this as well. You know, the jabs came out December 14th, 2020. And um, I actually think the tables were completely flipped. I, I think that when we started talking about the problems with this right when it came out, um, beginning of January 2021, probably 95% of people would have said uh, there's no way that this jab is going to have this type of deleterious effect. It's going to be all positive. So, yeah, I it's a small number, 20 people, but still, it's it was very interesting because Michigan is a blue state. And again, this occurred in the Ann Arbor area, which I fondly call the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, not exactly a bastion of conservatism. So I, I, I agree with you. I think folks are waking up. And the other issue they're also waking up on is about the border, Sean. Yep. Give us your take of where we're going in 2024 with the border, because it's, it's, it's blowing up as we speak. Well, you know, you tell me where we're going with that, because if that doesn't wake people up, I mean, if if, if the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine doesn't wake people up as they watch. See, here's the thing. I do agree with you. A lot of people are still asleep. Um, I don't think it's 90 percent of the population. I just heard it, so, an interesting soundbite today, and the gal was saying that one percent of the global population runs the world. 4% of the population are their enforcers or puppets. 90% of the population are asleep. And 5% of the population are we the awake trying to wake up the zombies who are asleep. I don't think it's just 5% of us based on January 6th. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of those people fear the same things I fear about the fall of our republic. And that's why they showed up in D.C. for a redress of grievance uh, peacefully. And then they were labeled insurrectionists. 
by a lying propagandist mainstream mockingbird CIA media. But, you know, I agree with you. The uh, border situation can only serve to wake up anybody who can think as the migrants, the illegals are coming through and they're being given things and rights that are being taken away from we, the American people. Mm -hmm. These people, they want these people to be able to vote in elections. They're giving these people money. They're giving them airfare and bus fare to wherever they want to go in the country. It is absolutely an invasion and it's total treason. The border situation is treason being committed by demon rats, the Biden administration, and by the way, rhinos alike, Dave. Mm -hmm. The rhinos are mm -hmm. in on it. Take yep. a look at this latest Senate bill that they wanted to pass. Right. They wanted more money for Ukraine, I think $60 billion, $14 billion or something like that for Israel. And they wanted some, some I think it was $2.1 billion or $1.5 billion for the same NGOs that are helping smuggle these people up to the border so that they can pass through into our country illegally. So the rhinos are in on it too, Dave. I mean, boy, we like I don't say it lightly when I say we now live in a, maybe it's a hopelessly corrupt banana republic. I, I hope I could remove the word hopelessly from that sentence. <laughs> you know what's funny? There's just no end to the number of concerns we have, right? For yeah. those of us paying attention. And if we can't fix this thing, if we can't turn our country around, then I guess to be just absolutely opaque to all of this and, you know, just have your head in the sand is probably a easier, easier way to get through life. Because for those of us who are engaged, this stuff is horrifying, Dave. It is. And I think that's what the lockdowns and the whole COVID pandemic, that's what it was about. Yeah. It was about putting us into a perpetual fear and stress state which if the bioweapons masquerading as vaccines didn't kill us, the stress and anxiety would. Because that's a real thing. You know, people do die from stress and anxiety. When their lives are turned upside down, mm -hmm. when they previously believed they had a place in the world and that's taken away, that kills people. Sometimes people kill themselves. And that is what the whole Great Reset is about. That's what the COVID-19 pandemic was about, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about trying to force uh, medical procedures on people to return to normal. You know, it wasn't just about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. It was about changing the very fabric of our society and destroying us from within so that they could get us on universal basic income, so they could get us to willing, willingly shut down our own businesses. Now, people can look back in hindsight, and many of us believed none of it made sense at the time. Mm -hmm. Again, why should Target and Walmart and Costco get to stay open yeah, right. and the mom and pop, you know, Main Street stores all have to shut down? It didn't make a lick of sense to anybody who could think. Neither did the masking, because we know that's actually bad for your health. So the whole thing was an op. The whole thing was a psyop. And it's all part of that Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Great Reset. Guys, if we don't learn to stand up to this type of tyranny, then what's coming for all of us by 2030, because this is their goal, by 2030, they want a drastic reduction in global population. And for those of us who survive, they want us living in their hellhole, nightmarish smart cities. So that is the move, right? That's why they're trying to shut down the farmers. But see, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction right. isn't there Dave right. so what do we see now in Europe what do we see in France what do we see in Belgium what do we see in Germany we see the farmers absolutely I don't even have a word for it they're beyond angry they're enraged 
by the way they're being treated. Mm -hmm. And you know what I just heard from my local Mockingbird mainstream media the other night? I recorded mm -hmm. it on my phone. It would take me, it'd be hard to play because I'm talking to you through the same phone. But the mainstream horror media, reading their talking points from the AP off the wire, my local media said, oh, and, and they covered it for about 30 seconds. There is um, unrest, I think they said, in <laughs> Germany and France. Maybe they're talking specifically about... Uh, Paris and France and the farmers and they said the reason the farmers are upset is because they're not making enough money yeah they're upset over their wages meantime overseas farmers across Europe are protesting and blocking roadways to demand better pay lower production costs and fewer industry constraints French farmers are encircling Paris on its major highways with major tractor barricades these protesters set up camp Monday Prepped with food reserves, tents, and water, they claim they're in it for the long haul, as many say farming has become too difficult and brings in too little profit. I run my farm, but if I don't earn money, I cannot invest. It's an economy that doesn't function anymore. Similar protests and demonstrations have taken place in southern France, Belgium, and Italy. Near Rome, a group of more than 100 farmers took over an area in front of a major roadway to protest. French President Emmanuel Macron said he will address the food crisis with the EU president on Thursday at a summit with other European leaders. You know, Sean, and we're also seeing it here in our in our country, right? We have the the Freedom Trucker convoy, right? That was is and has been heading down to the southern border. Uh, we saw we see the state of Texas standing up to, uh, although one would have hoped they would have done it before that, but hey, better late than never, standing up to the Biden administration and to the point where, you know, Biden did the old, well, if you're not, if you don't cooperate by noon, something's going to happen. Oh, wait, did I, didn't I say one o'clock? Uh, didn't I say two o'clock? Uh, didn't I say six o'clock? And still, right? And and that's the thing, Sean. And, 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 and the point that I know you continually make on, on your platform, which is one of the reasons why it's so popular, is that People cannot be passive. They can't sit on the couch. They they can they should protest peacefully. Protest, but they need to call out people. They need to take steps in their local community in making a difference. They need to they need to act as opposed to what the cult wants sitting on the couch. So, Sean, for twenty twenty four, for all our listeners, they say you know. I'm sick of this. I, 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 I got to do something. I got my kids, my grandkids, uh, my future grandkids. Uh, they, can't, they can't be brought up in a country that's turning out like it is, a banana republic, as you outlined. So, Sean, what are, what's some of the best advice you have for our listeners of what they should do in 2024? I don't know that I'm very good at giving advice, especially when we live in such perilous times, but everybody needs to dig down pray i think you know get in touch with the divine pray to god for a redress of our grievances in this country pray for divine intervention but above all stop living in a perpetual state of fear stop being whipsawed by the propagandists that are literally in the employ of the cia the mockingbird mainstream media stop giving your life source and your energy to these people because they're vampires they're energetic vampires and they prey on us and what they love to do is ordo 
uh, chaos, right? Order out of chaos. Mm-hmm. This is their uh, divide and conquer strategy to divide us all uh, by race, by color, by creed, by sexual orientation, all of this nonsense, right? So that we can never come together as a people united under a constitution and a bill of rights in a beloved republic. It's a divide and conquer strategy. And my advice would be pray, talk to God, pray for divine intervention, pray for a hedge of protection around you and your family and stop living in a perpetual state of fear because that is what the energetic vampires want. They're preying on our very souls and on our energy and they love it. They love to keep us in a state of fear because when we live in a state of fear, we don't take action very well, and we don't think through things very well mm-hmm. either, do we, Dave? No, we don't. We don't. It truly is a psychological operation that we have been exposed to for decades, Sean. Decades. Yep. Well, that's what 9-11 was all about, too, wasn't it? It was. An absolute production, globally televised, uh, and I'm not saying that it was fake. I mean, the buildings did actually implode. Right. I think they were, you know, by way of controlled demolition, especially mm-hmm. World Trade Center 7. Mm-hmm. But that whole operation was to put the American people into an absolute state of terror so that we would then do the bidding of those PNAC people, Project for a New American Century, right. who had previously to the event written that they would need a cataclysmic and catalyzing event to get the wars going in the Middle East that they sought to get going. War in Syria, war in Iraq, war in Afghanistan, etc. War in Yemen. And now, what do they have? Well, they got all those wars, and they got the trillions of dollars, too. The military-industrial complex got everything it wanted out of that event. And it's just sad, man. It's just sad to watch our nation devolve into the world's biggest bully. Because that's how we're seen now, around the world. People are seeing us as the world's biggest bully. And it sucks, man. It's sad. It's very, very sad. I cry. I weep for my country. You know, I love my country, but I hate, I loathe our criminal, mm-hmm. hopelessly criminal government. We have a hopelessly out of control criminal government and no equal application of justice under the law, Dave. So by, by very virtue of what I've just said, if people believe I'm telling you the truth, I believe everything I've said is 100% true, then we, by nature of that, are definitely living in a fallen republic, which I now call Banana Joe's Banana Republic. And with the 9-11 operation, I agree with you, Sean, they they reinforce it continually. Every time anyone walks into an airport, anytime anyone walks into a sporting event and has to go through a magnetometer, right? Anytime anybody walks into a concert and goes through a magnetometer, they reinforce, they bring people back to those buildings falling Every time you enter an airport, go to a concert, go to a sporting event. Sean, educate our listeners and how they can follow you on a daily basis, which is must do. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, the best way would be to just type into your old browser. I would suggest people use Bing or DuckDuckGo. Avoid Google. Here's a thought experiment uh, or a practical experiment everybody can try. Google whatever it is that you want to search for. And, you know, you do something simple, like vitamins, I guess, or do something more complicated, like the truth about 9-11 or Mm. what happened on 9-11. Type whatever you want into Google, then go to Bing and do the exact same exercise. 
you'll be shocked at how different the results are. Google is now a, it's not a search engine in the typical sense. It is a engine that filters out truth. It is an engine that filters everything out that they don't want you to see. Whereas Bing, believe it or not, Microsoft's Bing still works, well, in many ways, just a lot better. Compare and contrast. Anyway, my point was type directly into your browser. Go to sgtreport.com. We put up the truth as we see it uh, in posts from sources we trust, like Dr. Dave Janda, every single day, 24-7, absolutely for free. I have two other websites, too, thephaser.com, where I hand-select videos uh, and information that is getting increasingly more difficult to find because of Google and YouTube Mm -hmm. gaming the system. And I hand-select those videos because I know what the good sources are. I've been following them for 10, 20 years. And if you don't know those sources by name, they won't come up. The algorithms filter them out. So that is the purpose of thephaser.com. And then I have an aggregator site that is a little bit like Drudge Report, but I call it Drudge Report for Truth because Drudge has really lost his narrative. Yeah. I think he's been bought and paid for. And that's thelibertymill.com. So sgtreport.com, thephaser.com, and thelibertymill.com. Dave, thank you. Sean, final question. <clears throat> Biggest surprise of 2024? <laughs> uh, that might be Bitcoin. By the way, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, that's the first thing that just popped into my head. Uh, Let me go back to my Twitter feed. I was going to read something interesting that Max Kaiser posted. By the way, Max Kaiser is living down in El Salvador. Now, for people who don't know who Max is, I've been following Max for, boy, going all the way back to just after 9-11, actually. And he was an early Bitcoin adopter. He started buying in like 2010. Bitcoin was introduced with the white paper in 2009. And he just posted this uh, 20 hours ago. Tucker... Carlson put the majority of his wealth into unconfiscatable Bitcoin before he left for Moscow. So I would say that maybe the biggest surprise we might see for folks who maybe aren't paying attention in 2024 is Bitcoin because the halving is coming up in around 60 days. That is when the uh, reward for a block of mining Bitcoin gets cut in half. It's going to go from 6.5 Bitcoin to 3.25 Bitcoin. As the ETFs have been launched in BlackRock and Fidelity, Need, and all these others, ARK Investments, there's like 10 ETFs out there, uh, Bitcoin spot ETFs, they need to acquire the asset, which is getting less and less gettable on a daily basis. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin, and the mainstream horror media and the powers that ought not be at the Fed, they despise Bitcoin, which makes me like it all the more, Dave. So the, the answer might be a giant number Bitcoin go up number in 2024 and then 2025. Sean, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. I thank you folks for joining us today. Until next time, Dave Janna signing off. Dream big and dare to fail. Thanks for your time today. This technology is now in all of us. And that's the awakening we need to come to. We need a level of consciousness that accepts the reality that bad people have done a terrible thing, a horrific thing to humanity by transfecting them with technology that I never signed up for. That inoculation on those boosters they're giving at Harvard contain 100% of the nanotechnology. All of the boosters are contaminated with this technology and the purpose is to connect every thing that's moving and living to the cloud. You are connected and this may 
be the antidote that could save the lives of your loved ones.